Hey guys, G-Man here. Thank you so much for downloading episode 8 of the Bullpen Cart. Recorded this in person with Maddie D at his parents' house since we were both home for Easter. Hope you guys all had a good holiday. Recorded this on Saturday night, April 15th. We refer to it a couple times and we correct ourselves. But uh, forgive us if there's a time we trip up and, and don't correct ourselves. Drop this Sunday night, April 16th. But uh, we talk the previous week, week two of the baseball season, some stadium snacks, beer corner. As always, please give the episode a like, a share, and subscribe to the podcast. We are on iTunes now. That's still awesome to talk about. But I uh, tell your friends, get a lot of great feedback about it. Really appreciate all the feedback and support you guys are giving us. And without further ado, here's episode eight. Enjoy. Welcome to episode eight of the bullpen cart. This one's called Return of the King because Maddie D is back. A week hiatus there for us, but I am back. Yeah, he's a working man. I am, and I'm enjoying. I guess you enjoy work as much as you can. I did enjoy the work week because uh, I mean, Good Friday off when the uh, when the banks aren't open, the boys come out to play. Let me tell you, a little golfing on uh, Friday for Maddie D. I uh, I had to work yesterday. But we're recording this Saturday night, by the way. But um, yeah, I had to work yesterday, but it was a pretty much a half day. But it was uh, we 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 had a good time. Yeah, it was good a time night. at work. It was a, it was a good yeah, time. It didn't really work that much. Yeah, like I mean, well, you know, nobody, no one's working on Good Friday, so when our job is to, to call on people, you know, no one's in the office. <laughs> we a lot around. of messages, of course. throwing the football around. It's uh, <laughs> trying to avoid the sprinklers in the office to flood the not flood the office. <laughs> Yeah, but we're, um, yeah, so it's Easter weekend, so that's why we're recording this tonight, because we're going to be with our families, and it's also my sister's birthday. Shout out to Lucy. Happy birthday, Lucy! Woo! We also had Maddie D's birthday, so we're having some uh, 21st birthday beers. Yes, we are. So great, I Maddie am not D. 21, although I wish I was. Now, you know, we would still be in college, which is a great time. Also, when you turned 21 was the year Lee had beat Duke, so it's uh, a direct correlation. Yeah, it's a direct correlation. Lee... I hope that doesn't mean Lehigh never wins an NCAA tournament in a game again. Yeah, well, I was, well, that, yeah. Well, I can't turn, I could turn 42. They could win that. It's double 21, right? Does that mean they, they go to the Sweet 16? Put it on, no, put it on the board now. Put it on the board now. Put money now. Put but, money down now. But, yeah, so we're, um, yeah, so we're, we're both at our respective parents' homes. Matt's here at Casa de Stefano. That's where we're recording this tonight. Week two, pretty much in the books. We um, a couple games finishing up tonight. A couple games finishing up tonight. A lot of games tomorrow. Tomorrow, we can call tomorrow week three. Yeah, it's not really missing much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but we're you know gotta gotta give you guys the uh, the, the the lowdown if you will on what's going on. Week two, I would say probably a little more entertaining than week one. But Matt, you haven't been on for for either week, so I want to get your your thoughts. Well, first of all, it's it, it was nice for baseball to really start up because you know, the NCAA tournament ends, right? March yeah. Madness, which is fantastic. And, and you kind of get into this weird period where there's not enough going on in sports. So baseball fills the void. Uh, and it's obviously always great to have America's pastime back. And you know, we've been talking about it for the past few weeks on the podcast about what we think the season's going to be like. So it's nice to finally get the season actually going. And beginning to learn like, where teams are actually going to stack up, who was for real, who had offseason hype that doesn't exist. Um, and so it's just great to have baseball back. I think we miss it 
without realizing it all the time, and then you watch the game on TV, or you go to a ballpark like yourself, G-Man, <laughs> and you hear the crack of the bat, or you get the strikes, and there's these great defensive players you've already seen, and you realize that not only is baseball back, but also, when baseball's back, summer's back. And summer's always a good thing, so... Always a great thing. Bringing the warm weather back and the sunshine, I can't complain, and I have not been to a Phillies game, although I will remedy that this coming Saturday... Uh, but I uh, I can't wait. I got to get back and start going to some games. I know you've been to two. One? I went to one. 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 I went on um I went on Monday to the Mets game, first game of the Mets series, and it was a good time. Went immediately went right after work. Uh, took the subway down as per usual, as per tradition. Is that not the best way in Philly to go to a game? I, I, easily, I it easily is. Right. I was supposed to tailgate with my one buddy from uh from work, who's a Mets fan. <laughs> Well, actually, formerly from work, he now works somewhere else. I actually now work somewhere else as, as well. But um, he couldn't drive down. He ended up getting called into a client meeting, so we couldn't tailgate. But went down to the Victory Brew Hall, which, if you've ever been to Xfinity Live, it's the one face that's closest towards the Wells Fargo Center. Um, Victory Beer, for those not in the Philadelphia area, local brewery. We are drinking the Victory 21st birthday, as well as... One of my favorites, there's Summer Love. We'll, we'll, we'll save that for the beer corner. <laughs> but um, the Summer Love, just to give you an idea, the, the label of the beer has a baseball smack dab on the middle. So you'd think they had that ready to go when you go down to pregame a baseball game. No, they don't. Get your shit together. I want a Summer Love to get ready, although I had a hip check. The Flyers had played their last game Sunday nice, night, nice. which I also went to. Uh, but... At a hockey beer going to a baseball game, so it's a little, uh, right. you know, you know, a little confused there. I know it's not in the agenda, but I just want to shout out. I know the Flyers aren't, aren't in the playoffs, which we're going to get to in a little bit, yeah. but I did like the way a number of our guys in the season, especially especially Ghost Bear, uh, Shane Gossier, Dale Weiss. Yeah, Weiss. Finally turned Weiss around. is so great. You just love to see a little, pro- a little promise coming yeah. next year. And we saw... We can save some of them because I, yeah, we, I don't yeah, want to spoil the, the playoff talk. Let's, well, let's, uh, let's let's recap the week that was. Uh, well, let's get you know their your thoughts on where everybody's standing right now. Right. Man. Well, I'm gonna start right away with uh, with a couple hot teams, including one team that I was high on when we were discussing divisions, and that was actually two teams, I think, in the same division. Okay. Probably to me, which is turning out, is I think it's going to battle the ALs for the best division in baseball, and that's the NL West. Uh, we can talk about the Giants and the Dodgers, and obviously yep. both are good teams. I'm going to watch today. Clint Kershaw dominated again, as expected. My boy. But I thought the Diamondbacks and the Rockies, two teams that we talked about extensively. You and I both were bullish on. Are, are not only doing well, but they're leading the division, and now, I, I, I think... We can we can discuss this, but yeah. I do think that the Diamondbacks to me are potentially more formidable than the Rockies. I really like the Rockies. I yeah. like their offense, yeah. but their bullpen has been has for the first two weeks of the season has, has turned it on, yeah. which is something that I think can more come and go, yeah. not only just week to week, but season to season. Yeah. So I'm happy to see both teams doing well, but I do like the uh, the Diamondbacks better. They have better pitching staff. Um, I, I like some of the the. We, we talked about uh, Paul Goldschmidt, so they have some good batters there. Yeah. But both teams, surprising early on in the season. I've been uh, very, very – I like both of the teams to yeah. at least push throughout the year if they can sustain it all. Yeah, I, I agree. It's it's nice to see them size up. And 
Just by the way, Clayton uh, Kershaw pitched last night against Zach Greinke. Greinke, right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. You're and, good. And he, and he, it was a great highlight to watch. We're talk about how good the Diamondbacks yeah. have started the season. They lost. Greinke yeah. lost. Greinke, Greinke lost. He he looked okay. I mean, I, I watched the highlights pretty extensively. He His stuff was pretty good, but that Dodger offense is, is great. Right, right. I think the, the interesting thing about the NL West is you're looking, looking right at it. The Dodgers, despite – Having only played, well, they've played 11 games, the same as a lot of teams, but they've played, they've only let up 30 runs, which is, it's <laughs> they're plus 20, pretty great. Plus, plus 21, 21 run differential. the best in the National is, League. And they're only 6 and 5, which kind of shows you, by the way, uh, how baseball works, right? Yeah. I mean, as good as they, as good as their run differential is, yeah. they're only 6 and 5. So a little fluky there. Yeah. yeah. Now, so a couple things on that, and it's something that, it's great to see that this team is also there. The Cincinnati Reds <laughs> are eight and four. I'm blown away. They started like seven and zero last year, <laughs> and they. So right. I mean, like that's, it's, and I talked about this a little bit last week. Uh, like, is it's not too late to be? Is it? It's not too early to have the overreaction, the hot take there. But at the same time, you have to keep it with a tempered expectation. Of course. But I do think out of all the teams. In looking in the American League, you also have debatably the Tigers. The Minnesota Twins are certainly one of those. The Twins teams, are definitely a surprise to me. Um, that that you, or rather, the Diamondbacks are definitely the the one who are probably the most likely to sustain. The Rockies just the big thing, right? They're three and three at home, which that's just the big question mark because the ball flies so far. There. Right, and how can their pitchers do at home? Yeah, and their pitching staff is garbage. Of course, of course. Um, yeah, but I think. Yeah, those are those are some good good surprise teams. I think coming out of this week, we have some, we've seen some hot teams. Unfortunately, I got to give the team I saw this week one of my one of my crowns for the hot team of the week. The New York Mets sitting at seven and four, and they um they really can turn it on. They are fun to watch. Well, they really like Citizens Bank. Okay, I, I think. After years, because well, it's, it's basically it's basically New York South, right? And when it's a Phillies Mets game, for those of you that don't know, whether the Phillies are 120 and 42 or 42 and 120, which th- hopefully we, we will never see, <laughs> but they fit they occupy at least 50 percent of that. Do you remember like an NCAA 07? There was the like, the mo yeah the momentum where it was like the two football helmets hitting each other um, and bad radio. I'm, I'm Pumping my fists together to try to give me the <laughs> illustration, but that's basically what it was. We were trying to shift it one way or the other, and they go absolutely ape shit when anything happens. You know, and I, normally I would say that that's a bad thing, but I'm gonna tell you. So, like, well, we do it to the Nationals, so we do. But <laughs> the difference to me that is, I think I would I would love to pull the fans, the Mets fans, in a game or the Yankees fans yeah. that matter, in a game at Citizens Bank and ask them where they currently live. Probably a lot of them are, are New Jerseyites. Right. Or they've moved to Philly. And we have some friends that do this now. Shout out to Dr. You know, Dan. I and, and Joe Mart, right? Oh, he's a Yankee fan. Well, he's yeah, you're right. New York yeah, sports yeah. fan. You know, I think people, they love Philly so much they want to move here. And, you know, I don't <laughs> I don't blame a guy for moving from yeah. New York and say, you should stay. Whatever. Your, your, your fandom is your fandom. Quick, quick economics lesson. It's much cheaper to live in Philadelphia right. than it is to live in New York City. Plus, it's much better. <laughs> Uh, you learn more about freedom and, and liberty here, and uh, quite frankly, this is the greatest city on earth. Yep. Uh, I don't care what they say about New York; it's, it smells. 
Uh, and, there, and there's four scenes. Let's, let's tend, temper tend, the smell. It smells in Philadelphia. Okay, calm down. Calm yeah. down. Okay, now, I live, in the, I I live in the thrall of the smell. It does smell. It uh, smells like freedom. Yeah, all right. Okay. We, we invented it. <laughs> so, look, no, no, look, the Mets are a good team. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, obviously the Nationals are also a good team. And, but the, the Mets, they can hit the ball. Yeah, they kill uh, it. And I think their pitching staff underperformed last year. Matt Harvey, no. is he gonna be back? They got some really good pitchers that yep. could be that could be pitching for them. They, they want to be great. Yeah, and I hate to say, and, and they can hit the piss out of the ball. In yeah. Citizens Bank, Cespedes is man, that's he's it's just lights out. He's a problem there because it's such a small park. Which obviously bless the Phillies for for putting our run because we yeah. had five or six guys in twenty home runs a year. Yeah, you know, thanks to the home ballpark. So yeah, I mean, it's gonna be yeah. tough. It's gonna be tough there. But and they're the hottest team in the league. That's a good show. That's a good pick right there. Yeah, them, them, the national or not the nationals. The uh, the Astros are a good runner up. Right, Matt. Who's your hot team for the week? So I first of all, I want to point out that the Twins are leading the league in run differential. No, but um, you want to get that because they've got some problems there. Yeah, um, I have. I I think now we I didn't do the AL East. Um, primer with you, but I think the Baltimore Orioles are a hell of a baseball team. Yeah, to me, ask to me they're they're my hot team of the week. Yeah. Um, first of all, Zach Britton tied the second season second right now tied overall for consecutive saves, scoring after Eric Gagne. He was eighty, he was 84 saves in a row. Yeah. So, he's like at, that. so yeah. by the way, Britton's at fifty four. So he's yeah. thirty saves to go. Yeah. But um, very hell of a Baltimore. I think I'm mean, not. Like I said, I wasn't here for this, but. To me, they they were the division to beat. I mean, I think all five teams had. Oh yeah, yeah. Greg I, and I were very bullish on the yeah. right. I know the Rays. Not that Greg's biased. Right. right. <laughs> the Rays may struggle, but the rest of that division to me it has got a lot of talent, and so for the I'm pretty high on the Orioles right now. So to me, they're my hot team of the week. Yeah. Um, seven and three on the year. Yeah. I'm playing great baseball, but you know the running professional isn't great right now. But then yeah. again. You kind of have to watch them because these the AL East teams are going to beat each other up. I think throughout the season. Yeah. Which could be a problem because that could cost a team wild card spot if they're playing in the AL East. You know, such as the another uh, Blue Jays, which I want to, I'm going to talk about in a second. But you know, the Yankees or the yeah. Red Sox or the Orioles could miss out on the playoff spot just simply because they're going to play each other a lot, uh, which can hurt them. Yeah, I, yeah, it's a, certainly a good point. Um, the easy argument from last year is that they both made it, um, but I, I agree with you. I think. Especially, and we'll we'll both get to the Blue Jays in a second. Uh, but with with teams playing well, some teams having mediocre starts. The Cleveland Indians being one of them. Right. Um, and if the Tigers can sustain this this great start, it could be something that down the stretch you have a great great run at the you know the wild card spots. And that's I think that's what what Bud Selig thought when he came up with the idea for the two wild card spots. And what Rob Manfred wants to, you know, for his game to continue to blossom. Of course, of course. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's get right to the cool teams. It sounds like I know yours right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna jump right to the, the Blue Jays. Um, yeah. I know there's a lot of articles out in, in the offseason and even the early preseason spring training about the Blue Jays' potential to regress. 2016, they had the best starter rotation in baseball uh, in terms of statistics, and that that there's no way that was gonna hold up, and we definitely see that regress. But the bigger problem wasn't their starter rotation because I think the Blue Jays front office knew that was going to happen. I think it was more so their their batters are old. They're old. Yeah. Jose Bautista's batting one. I think it was a one twenty nine or yeah. uh, whatever it was. Yeah, one fifty two. Even uh, a little better. Yeah. Uh, so it's got an aging rotation in a very deep division. Yeah. 
to me, that, that was not a struggle. And you lose Edward Encarnacion, who's obviously a great batter, a great hitter. Yep. Great fielder. Uh, great, 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 great outfielder. Great outfielder. So he, they are my number one. I have a couple of others, but they're my number one cold team right now. They, yeah. they need to figure something out to, to kind of get back off the schneid. Yeah, and, and Josh Donaldson going on the DL doesn't help. He was no. playing well, right. but get him he's going a, on the DL. He's, a, he's an MVP caliber yeah. uh, contender every year. Yeah. So doesn't, yeah, right. doesn't help at all. It takes a hit for... Uh, Paley Smashers in my fantasy league, so so be it. But we'll we'll get to the Billy Beans. Uh, my cold team of the week is my once again my AL West team. It's the Seattle Mariners, and they are I don't know what to how to put it. Yeah, you're, <laughs> Matt Matt is currently shaking his fists in rage. I was, I, yeah. I was excited for the Mariners. Yeah, and they're oh. Oh. It's those cockroaches. Oh, not the cockroaches. What was it? The grasshoppers. My stadium snack last week. Yes. Maybe they're eating a lot of those. I don't, I don't know, man. But um, in stadium tonight, I have a great cool fact about the grasshoppers that I don't believe you, you caught on her. Oh. Yeah, she just announced recently, so it's cool. Yeah, just okay. Fun. We'll get to All right. Recently, so stay oh, tuned. Yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah, a little tease for you. But, yeah, the, the Mariners. Oh, that start. I mean, granted, you play the Astros, who are off to a fantastic start. But you also play the, the A's. Or not the, not the A's. The Angels, who... They got swept by, and they had that crazy blown lead, which... Oh, was, uh, it, was it 7-1 or 9-1? No, 7-3, and they lost. They lost... Or, no, it was 9-3, and they lost Set They lost 10-9. Um, we, 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 we discussed bullpen issues they, they made. Yeah, we went and that, that's very apparent. Right. Um, plus, well, yeah, right. Yeah, but, you, but, yeah, you, I mean, the big thing is they play the Astros seven times. And they're two and five against them. Right. So I mean, but you know what? If you want to win the division, you got to beat your division you, teams. You, you got to go five hundred against yeah. the Astros. They're a great team. Yeah. You got to compete with those kind yeah. of those kind of teams. The good news is that that's seven of nineteen games. That you right. Play against <laughs> right. Them. Right. So, so let's get as many out of the way as possible. Yeah. Right. I'm with you. Um, which I've noticed this, and just looking at the schedule the last couple of weeks, quick quick schedule talk. That a lot of and this happens sometimes where. You, you don't see in, in this big of a group that you play a team in your division once and you play them immediately the next week. The Phillies are doing this with the Nationals. They're playing the Mets next week. Um, and you're seeing, obviously, you're seeing it here, but you're seeing it a lot more often, which I think is interesting, especially now in this interleague everyday era of baseball scheduling. Um, but, I, I, I mean, I think kind of back on topic, I think they won today against the Rangers. Um or yesterday, excuse me, against the Rangers 2-1, um, which, quick side note, we talked about the Rangers in the AL West of just being, of me, call, me calling their bullshit on their one-run games. Right. Rangers are currently 0-3 in one-run games. <laughs> Water always finds its level, right, and it's starting right, to happen. Right the main, of course. But you said you had a couple other cold teams? Yeah, I, I wanted to say the one cold team that people are, are calling out that I personally don't have a problem with is the Cardinals. They're 3-8 and start the year. Yeah. They're the Cardinals. Yeah, I think it's I mean, like they're saying, they're fine. I think it's, yeah. like, it's like it's like when the when the, uh, the Green Bay Packers lose a few games, uh, relax. R E L A X. Relax. They're the, one of the best organizations in baseball. They'll be fine. Uh, the, I think the Kansas City Royals are a team that another they're four and six now. And they start a little. They're a team to watch yeah. to, to really struggle. They're They've both, done that every year, right? But, they, but their bullpen really was one of the reasons why they had the great runs in fourteen or fifteen. They've really come off of some yeah. bad years, so they're they're not a team that I think struggled out of the gate and, and will continue to struggle. I think, you think you see, so, right? Yeah. I think you see a lot of these these teams that are like the Reds and um, uh, in, um, the, the youth, the, the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Rockies. If you haven't seen a pitcher as a major league 
player. Yeah. They tend to struggle against brand new pitchers because they're the way they deliver, whatever. It, the key is give me three, four weeks, five weeks into the season. I want to see some of these pitchers come back up. Yeah. Do they have the success they had? Do these young batters have enough? That's like, a really good point. I hope they all do. But the, the, one of the hardest things to do in baseball yeah. is to. It, it is to sustainability and, and is to adjust to what veterans are able to bring to young players. Which yeah. is why young players, unlike most, unlike almost every other sport, baseball brings guys in far slower yeah. than every other sport, major sport. I mean, they really do. You don't see when you see a guy like a Trout or a Harper have success early on or Machado. That's amazing. Yeah. Because that means they're able to adjust and apply to the best of the majors. Or so Carson Wentz. Hey, I, 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 I ain't saying he's got he's got all the tools. But that's where I think this comes in. You can have all the physical tools in the world as a baseball player. Um, we're seeing uh, Bucks and the Twins struggle early on. Yeah. All the physical tools in the game. But can he put them together on the field? That's where the mental aspect comes in. Synergy. Right. So we'll see what happens. Look, it's, it's early. Yeah. So, look, I hope the Diamondbacks, I hope the Reds stay hot. I don't see them. I want to see That'd be fun. Right. You just want right. to throw a wrench in the NL Central. Of course. I want to throw a wrench in everything. Yeah. I want to blow the whole uh, thing up. Right. Uh, you sound like Sam Hinkie here. Agent yeah. Cass. Well, yeah, he's a great man. That's a great process. man. Trust, Trust the process. process. Uh, but th- that makes me think of uh, – I turned to to third and girl. Shout out to third and girl. Um, during – when we were at the Mets game of just – I haven't looked it up, but there has to be some type of stat that – you hear about a lot of times with no hitters that go through three innings, uh, and then they – somebody gets a hit immediately in the fourth because they've seen them once, <laughs> and they were able to adjust. There has to be, like, how there's a pitching clutch stat that basically seems like it was made up for David Ortiz. But it was seventh inning onward, not anything against David Ortiz, but seventh inning onward stats and, and whatnot. Of, but this for pitching of how well does a pitcher do in that second, third time that he sees a lineup and maybe take each at bat and weight it more. Maybe something for the stat department, aka me, to uh, to I, research. That, that's a great, that's a great um, stat. But it's, a, yeah, it's an interesting thought, but Let's keep it moving. Let's uh let's do our Roy Hobbs rookie or not rookie Roy Hobbs MVP of the week. Matt, who do you got? I, I hate I hate my my Roy Hobbs because yeah. he's not a bad guy. He's actually he's a good guy. Yeah. But he's never played for a team that I've liked. And that's Daniel Murphy of the of the Met of the Nationals, yeah. formerly of the Mets. Excuse me. Yep. Who obviously had an all world season last year. People were questioning would he would he do it again? And so far. He's batting four away, ten RBIs. Um, he's got a ten-game inning streak on it, and he had a walk-off in, in recently. I, he's a hell of a player. Um, you know, God, recently, I, uh, re, yeah, re, recently for the last two years, which which uh, is pretty amazing. Because against the Phillies, oh, right, against hurt them, me. Which is awesome. It hurt me. Awesome. You know, great. Of course, against the Phillies, it sucks. <laughs> uh, but it's always nice to have a player have a great season out of the blue, and then say it the next year. For you just it's good. Well, it's a great postseason. Well, yeah, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, he, right. He basically got signed on that. Right, right. Yeah. So it's just good to see him doing his thing again. You yeah. know, even though it is plays, nice. Even though he plays for the Nationals, but I'll, I'll allow it. I'll um, well, I'm gonna buy some runs, and by that I'm gonna pick my uh, Roy Hobbs based on an impressive last seven days. And on base percentage, he's hitting the ball pretty well. That's Jose Altuve, eleven hits in the last seven days. But he also has seven walks. That's an on base percentage of over six hundred, which is pretty great. Slugging percentage isn't up there, but he's not a slugging guy. But his OPS comparatively to someone who did hit a home run is comparable in the twelve hundreds. 
You also look at Will Myers, who completed the cycle the other night. So, right. quick shout out to him. You can't you forget him. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's kind of why I shy away from Will right. Myers. Is, is always, has always been an interesting fantasy choice. Um, but I'm going to give mine to Jose Altuve. Let's do the Billy Chapel. Which, quick, Matt, what movie is Billy Chapel from? <laughs> I knew I wouldn't get him. Well, no, no, no. I knew I'd get him. If I guess it's wrong, I sound even worse. Yeah. So, I just got. <laughs> it stars Kevin Costner. Does that help? Oh, The Natural. No. No, that's Roy Hobbs. Wait, oh, shit. <laughs> Roy Hobbs is Robert Redford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin Costner's been in like six no, baseball movies. That's why wait, I said that. Wait, no, no, wait. Including this one. Is this the one where he's the, the older guy? The, yeah, the older pitcher. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who comes to the majors and, and makes it. Oh, God. I'm not going to know No, name. that's not The Natural. Or not, not The Natural. The Rookie. No, really? that's Dennis Quaid. No, <laughs> for the love of for the love of the game, where oh, he's probably living his I life when he pitches a perfect game. Spoiler golf. alert! I played some golf today. Yeah. I've been drinking all day. I played golf. Okay. I'm ready to go. Okay, you had to drive. Yeah. You didn't drink that much. Fun. You, know, the, the, you know who's the catcher in uh, for the love of the game? John C. Riley. Seriously? He's in Gangs of New York. He's crazy. He's randomly in some movies where he plays a more serious role. No, it's not serious. No, no, no. More serious. serious. More serious than than normal. Yeah. John C. Wack. This video isn't on YouTube because I've tried looking it up numerous times. But he. Basically, if you don't, if you want to hear the plot of this movie that's been out for twenty years, skip ahead like thirty seconds or longer than that. But John C. <laughs> Riley, John C. Riley scores the only. I already told him they pitched the perfect game. <laughs> they know the end of the movie, but he scores the only run of the game. I'm pretty sure they didn't use a stunt double because John C. Riley, he looks the same as he does in Step Brothers, so a little bigger, and he's puffing it as he's turning around in third base. Um, but anyway, we've we've derailed a lot. Um, pitcher of the week for me is, and I can't. I wanted to give it to Clayton Kershaw, but I'm gonna give it to Johnny Cueto. All right. He um he has he's pulled off the two wins when you know he has the seven 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 innings a game. He's issued a few more walks than Kershaw, which is what concerns me. So his whip's a little high, but he's let up less runs. ZRA is 2.75 in the last seven days. But, I mean, that's what they signed him up for. And I think Cueto is, he's that, you don't forget about him because he's that good, but he's in the shadow of Madison Bumgarner, who's also done really great. He's on a deep rotation, too. Yeah. You know? like, I think it's almost like you don't, Yeah. Right. But, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Kershaw could be an easy pick for it, and I, I don't know if I just stole yours or not. No, you but, uh, yeah, I mean, this whole week, I talked about Noah Syndergaard, who had another great start this week, and that he, holy shit, he fucking dominates it. Steven <laughs> Strasburg had a great night last night against the Phils, which he actually, he walked away being the pitcher of record for a loss, having let up two runs and. That Nationals offense couldn't get it going for him. Um, but, the, yeah, I mean, pitching's been great. The one thing that's been rapidly talked about is the amount of strikeouts, which there's an interesting article on 538 about strikeouts and, and home runs going up in correlation to one another. But pitching, if you're a fan of, of great pitching and, and pitchers' duels, this is a uh, – it's been a good two weeks for you. Yeah. Uh, 
can't disagree with that. No. Which, which I think we see a little earlier in yeah. there. You just have a little more juice early on. Batters are still kind of getting... I always felt like batters took longer to get up to stuff of, of true major league well, stuff. Well, and in the era where the bullpen is specialized. Right, 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 right. right. Um, yeah. So, I, I, was a great pick. I, look, I think we can pick Kershaw every week. Yeah. Every week I can pick Mike Trout to be my player of the week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, dig it from the bottom of the bag. Right. So not the bottom. There's but, two you know. guys that I sing about. One, one guy who was my pitcher. The other one I really liked. Um, because I was... I'm, like he's always like kind of got to me that I'm like, what is the nineteen yards on him? So the first guy was was you Darvish. Um, great. Like had a great opening and for me because I picked the Rangers to do good this year and I want to see him do, do well. well. So I said do good, didn't I? Yeah, do well. I said I was gonna say do well after that. So anyway, um, you Darvish, uh, ERA is number one. Obviously he's here. I won't say number one. We know that. Uh, but anyway, I was really impressed just to see him back on the on the on the mound pitching well. But my my real pitcher of the week. Was uh, actually pitched Urban Urban Santana is the guy that I always want my team to sign, just because for some reason I feel like he pitched a gem. He pitched he pitched a gem, uh, one hit ball through nine and had like eight K eight Ks I think it was. I'm looking up looking up real quick. Uh, eight Ks one walk and, and the final eighteen guys he knocked out. Uh, I was pitching against the White Sox who were a, a, a juggernaut. But it's good to see a guy. That's the kind of guy that I've always wanted my team to sign. Yeah. I hit the Twins, Cross Twins. So, um, he's one of those guys that for some reason I always think is like, yeah. oh, he's great third, second or third star. So, yeah. He's had a great, great night this week, and so I had the season, so I decided to pick him as my, my pitcher of the week. That's a good call. Yeah. One um one thing that I've realized in, in how we pick our pitcher of the week that I want to give the shout out to the pitcher that does not pitch twice. Because we, we, obviously, baseball is a sport that's about sustainability. But as is with this, in seven days, and you pitch once every five, there's going to be weeks where the Kershaws, the Bumgarners, and this this one person don't pitch twice in that week. That person is Marcus Stroman. He pitched a nine-inning loss. <laughs> Wrap your oh, mind around that for a second. The Blue Jays offense. Yeah. Nine is, innings. <laughs> yeah. That's, we've talked about the Blue Jays before. But he let up two runs, and... Despite letting up seven hits, he only walked one batter. He only had four strikeouts. That could be part of why they lost. Right. Then again, it's supposed to be this loaded death lineup right. that can't score any runs. But you got to give a shout out to a, to when it's due, especially considering that if we sorted this by innings pitched and the the stats that we're looking at, and everyone else that is at nine innings pitched had pitched two starts this week. So all props to Marcus Stroman. Obviously, we love him because of our great nation and our gold medal. But he's a he's a, a great honorable mention. Yeah. But so that's a helpful, he's a helpful pitcher. I mean, yeah, I would, he's great, right? Of course. And uh, yeah, I think I think your point is good. People look at the strikeouts, but at the end of the day, just like what you were talking about, Altuve's yeah. on base percentage. Can you mow it down? The WHIP is a is that's a great stat to look right, at. Right, right. Yeah. I think people look to to the things that they, they should always look at. Remember my point to Altuve is that. I don't care if you bat 150. If you're on base percentage of 600, yeah. you're on my team. And he had and a couple stolen bases. I forgot to mention that. Right. So, and that's, yeah. a really, that's a really big set, right? On yeah. base percentage matters. But it does matter. It you really know, does. You know, you've got guys who bat. Dana Murphy batted, I'm talking about, I batted 429. Yeah. 
What was that base percentage was 429. He didn't walk. He didn't get hit by a pitch. He didn't manufacture it. Now, look, if you can bat 429, I'll take that too. But I think a really good player's on-base percentage is 400 to 500. Historians will look back at Matt's rant right there and think that he wants his players to get hit by pitches. Hey, so children listening, children of the future listening now. Lean in. Don't lean in. I lean in with the ball all the time. I lean in with the ball all the time at the beach. You know what I'm saying? That's wiffle ball, not <laughs> somebody throwing gas. Call social services and report your coach because he's going to tell you to listen to this because he's getting praised by being called the king. But anyway. Don't get on base. Winning's all that matters, okay? Just win, baby. What is this, Friday Night Tykes? Jesus. <laughs> um, but let's move on. Rookie of the week, Henry Rowan Gardner. Tell me, what do you got? <laughs> so I, 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 I didn't have a choice. I, I picked, I picked my boy. I picked, uh, I picked Brock this week. Did you? <laughs> he has one home run on the year. I just went with it. Look, I haven't watched enough to know. I'm gonna be straight up on it. I haven't watched enough to know who I actually wanted to be rookie of the week. So I picked, I picked Brock Stacy this week. I wanted a Stacy. Stacy, sorry. Excuse me. But I wanted to. I was gonna say this for the Phillies talk, but go for it. I was at the game. So they hit the home run on. First of all, it's a fucking bomb. We we put this on the Instagram Thunderblog at Thunderblog or at ThunderBLG. But um, social media plug. But he um he comes up in the when the Phillies first score two runs and grounds into a double play when the bases were loaded. Then he I think he flew out or something. <laughs> then in the like the seventh inning, he gets. One pitch, he's a left-handed hitter. He fucking turns on, and it looked like it was good. I was sitting on the first baseline, me and my buddy – or no, it was my friend Joe Sally. I was not at the game with Third and Girl, unshattered out to Third and Girl. Was it with Joe Sally, friend of the podcast? Um, but he ropes one that goes second deck by like 20 yards to the right of the foul pole, then strikes out. Ninth inning comes up, the Phillies are down, and he – crushes it. And I'm not going to lie, I teared up a bit. <laughs> I teared up for our boy. But, yeah, it's a pretty good pick. I mean, he's been spot, he's gotten some spot starts when, when two Joe's a little, uh, little tired. He also didn't hit a home run until the other night. But my, my rookie of the week is going to be, it's probably going to be, um, I want uh, – it's going to be Manny Pena – or Pena. With the Enya. But he's done pretty well so far. And I once again, I, I paused, had a little pause in, in picking. Because it's tough with these guys. I want to – the natural thing is to, to go to guys – like Ben Attendee's been great. Right. Dan's been Swanson. Yeah. Up in the majors. So up in the majors. He's a quick name you can pick up. I yeah. want to something that's a little – people may not know. Yeah. You know? And he, pl- he plays for the Brewers. He's a catcher. He's batting 478 right now. No homers yet. Three RBI. He has two on the career, which I don't know. Oh, that's at bats. Um, but he's still, you know, it's. No, that, that's from last year. Or oh, the oh, prior oh, oh, year. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, we're looking. Bad radio. We're looking at his career stats right now. But he, again, the one thing that Matt was talking about that you'd like to see. Then again, he's a catcher, so on base percentage might not matter as much to his. Right. Overall he's fielding, not, he's value. probably not batting up high in the order right now. No, with that one, yeah. players, so he's probably not getting the RBI opportunities that a normal player would get. Yeah, the RBI numbers are low, but yeah, that, that's that's my guy. Um, love the Stassi pick. That's that's 
I just that's look, great. I'm a little it's Philly homerish, and I just you know. No, that's okay. And hey, the other rookie that's been Greg's gonna be really mad. But that's rookie, okay. The other rookie that's been confusing me. So if anyone watched college football this year, they have been talking. Clemson beat Alabama on a touchdown pass from Deshaun. Uh, Deshaun Watson. Watson Deshaun. And who do you Is throw? Deshaun Lester. It's who do you throw it to? Do you remember Hunter Renfro? Who's a walk-on wide receiver? Oh yeah, him. Also a Hunter Renfro in the major leagues. No, and it's and it's totally for the off, plays for the Pirates. Because every time I see his name, I just assume. And the guy I go back to all the time yeah. is the other uh, college football star who became a, a, a very very good professional player, Jeff Martin, from the Notre Dame yeah. wide receiver who went to the Cubs to pitch and now pitched for the Giants. But anyway, well, he was already with the Cubs. Right, but yeah. he, right, but because he drafted early on. Yeah. Because the major league baseball is one of the most confusing amateur drafts. Free agency, rookie status. It's a very difficult sport to understand if you don't pay enough attention. But um, I always think. Well, we do. I know. I That's why you listen. Do. I always think that. Why you this, come back every week. That this Hunter Renfro is the same one that. It's not. It, it took me a while to figure that out. But, um, but yeah. So anyway, anyway, a lot of rookies, but it'll be interesting to see as more of these rookies come up. What about Dansby uh, Swanson? Can he can he really perform all year? Byron Buxton. Buxton has really struggled. I almost said Buxton, but he's not been good this year. No. Start. No, 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 Which is, I think, definitely a concern for the Twins because they're really thinking about putting their organization around him. Yeah, and it, it's interesting. I mean, they can keep that going and he starts getting it going. Then, no, that would, that's actually the best scenario yeah. for the Twins. They go into into April and May. And, and May and yeah. Buxton, also Buxton turns around late May and they can actually play good baseball. Yeah. Right? Let's uh let's move on here. One new little uh, player awards that I thought of this weekend: the Billy Beans, the Jar of Billy Beans, <laughs> fantasy value players. Now, Matt, I know that you aren't as big on fantasy baseball as I am. Nothing I'm in two keeper leagues. I do auction drafts. You're a big fan, but you, I think, the whole f- friend group can admit that you are the champion of our. Fantasy friend group. I'm untouchable. I'm untouchable when it comes to fantasy football, which you know we'll get into. And fantasy friends. We'll get into later. I can give you some. Got him. Give you some. Give you some of my great picks. Uh, and my sleepers in the draft come up this year. Which you know, which are are. are cold, this is what we call a plug. Cold kids. hard locks when it's coming from Maddie being football. But anyway, I'm not a big fantasy baseball guy. I just yeah. never never really got into it. Had had more of the opportunity to get into it. Um, but I would love to hear some input, and I love the name. I love the jar Billy Beans. We're looking for guys that at least the way you described it, right? Little yeah, value. Well, value. Guys. Right. right. Yeah. So I, I want to get yours first, because I, uh, just like Andy Bernard, deep cuts only. <laughs> deep cuts only from G-Man. So let's, uh, I think mine are a little deeper than yours. Right, right. Well, I don't have all the statistics in front of me. I'm looking at more of some of the guys that, Maybe aren't as well owned in some leagues, or not even well owned, but people that didn't think would be doing this well early yeah. on. My first guy, my first guy is Nazario. I think a lot of people would have. Yeah, owned, yeah, probably. But he's would. definitely exceeding expectations with 300 runs, batting 357, 12 RBIs, and he's in the midst of a very good lineup for the Rangers. Which to me, he's a young prospect. If he can sustain and he hits some more bombs and maybe do some more damage, but he's the guy that I would want to have on my roster this year. The other guy is, um, is Marcel Ozuna, who obviously had a good year or something last year, but, but got a little yeah. injured. I don't know. I'm sure people owned he's him. A, yeah, he's definitely well-owned, but he's he's having a great but year. But now, I'm the, now, so not knowing much about how fantasy base, baseball works, to me, he was a guy that I would have started on my bench and then right in the lineup. Yeah, you know it's, yeah, it's like a 
I want to say it's like I want to say it's like you picking up Gronk in 2011. Like in a snake draft, it would be a later pick. But you pick him up like oh, pick Tom Brady throwing a tight end, whoever the guy is, the ball. And it turns out to be Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, that's eleven right. was when he broke out. For those that don't know, I drafted Matt Ryan. In the yeah, just for the hell of it. Fifth or yeah. sixth round as a backup, and he led me to my my fantasy championship. Yeah. You know, one of one of multiple fantasy championships. I just want to throw that out there. But anyway, please, please, I want yeah. to know your jar of Billy Beans. Give me some guys that people are talking about. They're going to own a lot. I can step into more of their team that they need to pick up right now. Literally on the spot on the computer right now. Yeah, so at least the interesting thing, the percentage on that I'm going to be reading this off of is Yahoo for those that are going to go fact check us. But um, the interesting thing on, on a lot of this and how fantasy baseball can be worked. My leagues are weekly, um, but you can also do the daily lineups. But these, regardless, this is how they're owned. Matt Davidson of the White Sox is doing pretty well. He's 2% owned. So given the fact that he, in a roto league, would be giving you a 364 batting average, 9 RBI, 5, five runs, that's some pretty great value right there. Preseason rank was in the 1200s, which basically, those that don't do Yahoo, <laughs> they I think ESPN does this too, but they rank their players one through however many players are in their population. But that's one guy, 2% owned in Yahoo leagues. Not going to necessarily say go out and buy him because he's just listed as an outfielder. Or no, he's listed as utility, utility. player. I'm looking at a White Sox player right above him. Um, Yavisel Garcia, who's also doing very well, 457 on the year. Not necessarily sure if you want to pick him up or really anybody on the White Sox because of how variable they're going to be. They also haven't played in every single game, so you got to watch out. For instance, Matt Davidson didn't play tonight against Minnesota, which is probably good. They lost 6 nothing. But that's why, that's, why, that's, why they, that's why they lost 6 nothing. Davidson didn't play. Probably. Matt is using results based is using a results based logic here. A guy, though, that I'm surprised isn't owned more just because of the fact he was so good in, in San Diego. The Yankees traded for him specifically for the fact that he can get the job done is Chase Headley, who's starting off the season very well. In 10 games, he's batting 400 over a 1,100 OPS, 1.117. If you want to go into the numbers of it. Two home runs, three RBI, which tell me it's probably a solo shot and a two-man two shot. But you can't beat that batting average, especially in a Roto League, which, Matt, for you who uh, – The commoners. The commoner. A Roto League essentially just means that you add up your grand total of stats throughout the season and then rank them. Gotcha. Whoever is the, whoever's the top ranked gets the most points. These change on a daily basis, so your standings are changing ever so constantly. Um, it's you know, and you can also do head to head. You can do head to head in a number of ways. The same way fantasy football does it, where you just get one win, and the other way, which is a little complete clusterfuck, that's you take every single category that you're scoring, you get a win for every single one of them that you win. Losses, ties. Um, so in some leagues where a hold is a is a stat. You get a lot of ties out of that because nobody thinks of drafting those middle relief pitchers. <laughs> right. But other guys you want to look at, David Freeze, who came I to the Pirates. I stared his name because I'm still yeah. 
him as a player for whatever reason. Maybe it's yeah, he's more cardinal. But yeah, he he won that World Series MVP and he's moved around. Uh, but he that was a big guy. We talked we talked about in the NL Central that he's done really well as a pirate. He's their cleanup hitter now, and they just won tonight over the Cubs. But he's batting in the four forties. He's two home runs, five RBIs. So it's a it's you know a lot of good value there. Um, Another guy I'm, I'm a little shocked is such low ownership is Travis Darno. I think maybe people are just scared because he's a little injury prone. I mean, he's, he's, he's been around forever. Yeah. He's been a prospect forever, but he never has really been, you know, a superstar catcher. Yeah. I don't know he's a bad, guy, bad catcher. He's never a superstar. So maybe, maybe this year he gets all together with that mm. lack of injuries. But the last guy, and hopefully he stays healthy, but the last guy is a guy Matty D was very high on. It's probably why part of why he picked the Rangers to be so high. And for those of you that are in, he just whispered it. Those of you that are in keeper leagues, you might be a guy to pick up. If you do an auction waiver wire, try to get your auction bid low enough. That's Joey Gallo. Cold hard lock. Pick him up right now. Pick him up right now. There's so much potential on it. He has nine RBIs right now. But he's not batting especially well. That's only going to go up. I think it's only going to go up. Right. He's doing really well to start the year. I would say pick him up, make him a keeper. And again, if your keepers are based on what your auction, your free agent values are, when you keep pick him up, try to keep it as low as possible, but enough to get him. I don't know how many of you are in similar leagues, so I might have just blown his value way out of the water. I'm giving myself way too much credit here. He's probably gonna go for a dollar in your league, but because nobody else is gonna think of it. But that's that's probably my my big big value guy. Um, but yeah, let's um, let's move on here. We want to talk about the Phillies a little bit. Of course, you want to talk about yeah, the Phillies. Yeah, got to talk the Phillies a little bit. This past week was uh, it was tough. Sweep of the Mets. We talked about me going to the game on t- on Monday night. Um, the game itself, Phillies got close. Stassi. Provided that home run to lose 4-3. Phillies get absolutely walloped on Wednesday night, which I watched the first couple innings. And uh, the, or no, Tuesday night, excuse me. Watched the first couple innings, and it was tough, to say the least. Um, But it, you know, they lose Wednesday as well. They made it close. um, But it was a tough series. It was. Yeah, yeah. You think about you know going forward, um, but we're in the midst of that national series now. They lose last night in extra innings. We mentioned before the Phillies had that two-one lead. They ultimately blew the lead and then lost it in the tenth inning. Daniel Murphy walk off. They had a big win today, which I think the fact that Cesar Hernandez, who's batting leadoff. Two home runs in the year, by the way. Yeah, two home runs in the year. He started the season off with a home run, that home run today. I think the fact that he's one of your better hitters is an interesting sign. It's, I mean, Matt, what what are your thoughts on the first couple of weeks? How their lineups developing and, and how they're they're doing? Uh, have you seen? We've seen like Alexander's is batting three thirty something, which is good. Michael Saunders is doing fine. You know, I'm just like kind of mad with the lineup. You know, I, I don't. There's nobody in the lineup. Like, I want to see one do good. Don't get me wrong. 
but I'm just still just holding power to the because I want to see these guys come up there. A lot of them are in triple money right now, and I know we'll get into it in a minute, but um, it's nice to see Cesar Hernandez in the um, It is. You know, he's a guy that I think is going to be around the squad. Uh, you know, Franco, I think, is leading us to RBI, which is great. Franco. Franco, excuse me. Uh, he needs to continue to have play discipline and kind of learn, you know, how to be a professional hitter. I think he's a very good, powerful hitter. I want to see more professional hitter uh, involved there. I, I, I would also, I want to see Kendricks and Saunders do great because I want to move them and make room for Nick Williams and, and there's other guys coming up. Uh, yeah, you get a little, um, get a little flip. Right, right, right. Um, I'm more interested to see how our pitchers do. They're the guys to me that are kind of, some of them are here. Yeah. Uh, Nola had a good start. Uh, Nola's Eikhoff, starting to, starting there. to do well. Right, yeah, Eikhoff, um, did he have a good first out? Am I wrong? Yeah, Eikhoff's been right. great. I mean, Eikhoff has been solid since right. last year. Here's the guy that I'm a little concerned about. We can talk about his Velasquez. Yeah. I know yeah. he's got all the stuff. I know he's he got the stuff. He can he strike just, him out. He's just not. You just brought up to me. You wish there was a stat that showed how pitchers fare after facing guys second, third times. That's what worries me about. I was about to say that he's not long. He right. Doesn't have the longevity. Like he goes in terms of four or five in innings, and all of a sudden, either either he throws too many pitches, or people have to figure out. One of the things is a great pitcher. It's usually both. Right, and we saw this with the Cliff Lee, with even a Roy Hawley, as good as his stuff was. They got guys out on three or four pitches. Yeah. You know, you don't always need to strike a guy out. You can get a ground ball. You can get a high popper. A ground ball to me is the best way to go. I want to see Velasquez as good as he is. Is that he's got great stuff. So put that stuff in the zone and make guys beat you because they're not. They're not necessarily going to beat you if your stuff's good enough. And we no. saw that with Roy and we saw that with Cliff. And some of our best pitchers in the history of, of strikeouts are great. And I love strikeouts. And a big situation wasn't better than strikeout. Nope. You want to know you have the ability to get a strikeout, but. Sometimes you gotta too fascist. Right, you gotta limit the pitch count and get through innings quickly. Give me ground balls. They're right, democratic. Right, right. Give me ten pitch innings. I'm part of that. You got Freddie Galvis and you got Hernandez, two great fielders out yep. there. Let them do some work for you. Yep. They're capable. So that's the kind of stuff that I want to see some of these young pitchers. I mean, maybe, maybe, I'm sure. I think you probably agree with me there on that one. I absolutely do. I think Hellickson's been great too. That's sort of what what I talked about this a lot in the preseason uh, coverage he's, he's, was that he's gonna be he's not gonna be the ace by the end of the season. I think Ikoff could take that. Please, I please. want Velasquez too because of the fact that he's, so, he so, wants to be that power pitcher. But the big question for me is is how does Aaron Nola develop? Because he's had two starts, he's pitched eleven innings. That's in three starts for Jeremy Hellickson, which includes today's win. Um. He has 17 innings. He pitched very well today. Eikhoff is the only pitcher to go beyond the seventh inning, um, which that was a stat that, that I heard today on the radio when I was driving to the golf club, um, that there's only a few guys that have pitched even in beyond the sixth inning, and Eikhoff's and done it. Hellickson's done it. And Nola hasn't. And that's something that I think if he wants to be a solid Unfortunately, I think we're beyond the point where he becomes an ace. But if he wants to be more than just a number three, number four guy. Right, a, stre- a stretch three. Oh, a stretch three, three right? yeah. Bringing up some basketball. <laughs> a little early. We're, we'll get to the NBA. But 
I think the big thing, the thing I'm excited for, and I talked about this last Sunday, Jenmar Gomez is no longer the closer. <laughs> there was any tweet or I was, oh, I was so happy. Joaquin Buen- Benoit. Benoit. Benoit had his first save as a Philly today. I mean, he's also just not a placeholder. I think yeah. we all well, yeah, he. I mean, he's a bet. Right. We're going to get to Hector. Uh, Hector. 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 He's oh, he's Hector. Potentially, the potentially the the future. Hey, how about uh, how about Ramos throwing ninety four behind uh, Cabrera's head? A couple uh, was that Cabrera, right? Yeah, it was. It was his dribble Cabrera last Monday. There was um. You don't want to see that. But I mean, maybe you like a little. I, I don't like that shit. No, that grit. pisses me off. Okay. It's not Philly great. It's just angry baseball players. <laughs> Baseball players that are crazy as fuck. Dangerous sport to be angry when you have a yeah. bag, a, a hard, a hard ball, and a bat. <laughs> there was um one of my friends is a big Mets guy, and he texted me and Joe Solly when we were at the game, and said Ron Darling tried to make a joke that that um was th- that Ramos was mad that Asdrubal Cabrera didn't come play for Team Venezuela in the World Baseball Classic, <laughs> and like. We both look at each other at first, and he goes, or maybe it was that he hit a walk. Like, our friend literally then texts, maybe it was then he was mad, mad about it. Walk off home last year, like, that's much more possible. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I hate that kind of shit. But I think the Phillies, they're kind of where you where you might expect them to be. I think what's great is that they have the, they clearly have some type of number on the Nationals. Maybe not. The whole number, not yeah, all ten digits, but maybe seven of the ten digits, um, and they're close. They they guess on a couple of the three, and they get the connection. Right. Um, they guess the area code. Okay, I I call this tomorrow against Gonzalez, which will be a good matchup. Well, Easter Easter action, and they can win the series. Yeah. Um, bad news with Buckles. Yeah, Buckles likely yeah, out for the year. At least at least a leg in the outside round of the year, which. If it wasn't a long-term hold here, you hope he gets on the other maybe over, so that kind of sticks. Uh, always a fan of Bumbles for whatever reason in Ireland. Yeah, I liked uh, him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Eflin Mania is back. It is. Eflin Mania. Yeah, and that's a, a good way to look ahead. He will likely be the guy to have a couple, well, technically since we're looking at, uh, no, yeah, he'll have the two starts. Um, I was thinking because we're looking at yeah. Sunday and going forward. Right. They'll have two starts next week, Tuesday, Sunday. Um, kind of a tough start. I don't like the schedule right now. Because you go Washington, Mets, Washington, Yeah, it's Mets, all, it's all Braves, in division. It's all in division. I think I ranked April 6th in terms of my breaking down the Phillies, the power rankings of months. It's all in division opponents. Sands that in Cincinnati series. Right. Um, but... I think going up to City Field, you have to think they win a game. They have to no, win some type of game. Eventually, they're going to win. If Velasquez is going up, it's probably your best chance. Yeah, against, against uh, what's his, Gesman? Gazelman? Yeah. yeah, I think it's Gelsman. Gelsman? Yeah. Sorry, Mets. I think you're really hot. Zach Wheeler going. You got four guys. Nola? Yeah, that's going to be a tough matchup for Nola. I, I just, a 2015 yeah. marquee start. <laughs> right. I'm just I'm with you. It's just kind of like if you want, to get into, you want to get into the season, you want to see some guys, and you're seeing the same teams over and over again. I, I just, Major League Baseball, maybe, maybe give us a series in there against another team that isn't the Mets the Nationals. Yeah, this is what I was talking about, where I was looking at the Philly schedule and noticed Nationals, Mets, Nationals, Mets. Then you have the Braves. Uh, you don't play the Braves again for a little bit. 
Um, but it was interesting that early on, and now we're noticing this with other teams, but the Braves are the team that they're playing next weekend, which will be fun to see. You big sexy coming back Friday night, Friday, you know, the Friday night special. Um, he's a great man. He's a great man. He's not an American. Right? You know that, no. right? Well, his name is Bartolo Colon. You're correct. He's not an American. Um, we adopt a lot. Well, we, we bring a lot in as our own. Um, but that's going to be a fun series to go down to. Um, surprisingly, it looks like the Phillies, at least from the stub-up availability, looks like it's, uh, it's still dwindling. So that's, you know, that's right, going to be fun. Right. Oh, the, weather, the weather's starting to get nice. Yeah, the weather's getting nice. Um, it's supposed to be like 88 in Philly tomorrow. Wow. wow. That's um, terrifying. Granted, by the time these people listen to it, it was 88 in Philadelphia on <laughs> Sunday. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the look ahead of the schedule. Eflin, he's a guy that, that did pretty well last year, and I think that's something to look forward to. Um, hopefully he can sustain that, and having his first start of 2017 against the Mets, hopefully doesn't shake him a little bit. Something you want to hope for. I kind of have a tough lineup for you to jump in at, you know, especially in New York. If yeah. here, maybe it's a little easier. But um, yeah, the other, other Phillies news... Uh, is Pete Rose. Yeah, Pete Rose. Being the Wall of Fame. Being the 2017 Wall of Fame inductee, which, yeah, is Matt hit the nail right on the head. It's, it's pretty big news. Right. It's We didn't really grow up with Pete Rose playing baseball. You know, part of the when, was, when was he suspended? 89, so it's before right, us. Before, yeah. really wasn't even born. You know, obviously, part of the big rubbish machine in Cincinnati, probably one of the best hitters in baseball, played the game. Pretty, with a lot of heart, ran everything out. I'm, I've been a proponent, you know, we talk about steroids in baseball. And like, if you come out and admit to what you did right away, you, people tend to forget. Andy Pettit, the you know, the Yankees pitcher, pitcher, got caught for steroids, came out right away and said, yes, you know, I made a mistake. Boom. Never heard about it again. Yeah. Other guys, such as Aldrin, Alex Rodriguez, Roger Clemens, have gone through lengthy battles with the public opinion. In America, a big country is second chances. Come out and admit to what you did. So, Pete will be in the Hall of Fame. Pete Rose will be in the Hall of Fame if he were to admit to baseball that he that he met as a player and a manager. Um, so, I wish he would because he, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. One of the best hitters of all time. Uh, but it's good that the Flyers are honoring him. I think it's fantastic. We're going to get close here in the next four or five years when all these players are going to start to get inducted that. Uh, we grew up with uh, a lot of the Phillies superstars of, of last few years, which is great for me. Uh, you know, I can't wait for the day that Utley have Rollins, uh, hopefully Victorino gets a uh, picture on the wall, Hamels, some of those guys, with Bradley's deserves it, uh, Chooch, you know. But it'll be nice to see a, a great player like Rose get uh, honor. But I don't think, I mean, I think he should be in the Hall of Fame, yes, but I think he needs to admit that he cheated and that people will let him in. Just fine. Yeah. I think, I think baseball is ready for that, but you need to admit to your mistakes. For sure. Uh, and so we'll see what happens. Yeah. But let's uh let's keep it moving. Of course. Little I for, realized we forgot to do our Crash Davis of the week. Which what movie is that from? Crash. Crash Davis. Cra- Crash. <laughs> the Oscar-winning movie about racism. Crash Davis, another Kevin Costner character. Well, I'm, not, I'm not gonna guess because there's too many Kevin Costner. It's Bull Durham. Jesus. Yeah, but in their legal league, we're gonna talk about the Durham Bulls. It's minor league baseball. Really quick minute. The Durham Bulls are leading the national, the 
International League South, despite the fact that there are no more teams in Canada in the International League. <laughs> That's why they were called it. The Phillies had one. They were in Ottawa. But the Buffalo Bison, who are no longer the Mets AAA affiliate, which surprised me, are leading. Are also leading it. Toledo Mudhens leading the, Inter- the International League West. That's going to be our the league we cover this week. International League Player of the Month. Matt has one, but I'm going to give give a little quick shout out to my boy Jorge Alfaro, who's batting three ninety or is batting three sixty with a three ninety five on base percentage. He has at least the season cycle: one home run, five RBI, one double, one triple, and then a lot of other hits. Matt, what about you? What do you got for? You don't want any more rugby puppies? <laughs> I can be around too. I don't know. It'll be tough. It'll be, we, got, we got some catches. Let's, let's move. Maybe we can move somebody. Yeah. What do um, you got for, for minor leagues? I'm gonna go with the man that has watched himself. A man close, near to my heart. A winner. That's why I put a winner. No. Skinkibo, baby. Oh. Okay. Oh, jeez. I think the fact that everyone doubts him. Will make him better. I'm not saying that he is going to be Mike Trout. I'm saying that, you know, he could easily be Manny Machado. No, okay, okay. But look, it's good to see somebody who gets a lot of flack for a lot of different reasons. And I know there's, there's some big anti Tebow guys out there. Good buddy of mine, uh, Logan Shaq. Can't stand Tebow, so I constantly but He's got two home runs in seven games. I saw one of them. It looked like an act of God to me. But I just. He gets a lot of press for some stuff. Would you say he plays with a blessed bat? Oh, he does. And the home run, he hit the guy off of... If he hits a home run tomorrow, is that a big sign? Tomorrow's Easter, by the way. It, of course it's a big sign. Everything's with him is a big sign. You know, I just thought it's nice to see a guy who everyone doubts. He has risen. Everyone doubts, maybe he do anything. Now, he's only batting by 85. So it's not like he's, he's a superstar by any means. But his, his on base power is 267, so... Oh, yeah, you know, a little better. Anyway... Just, it was nice to see him. That is nice. He's striking out. But it was just nice, it was nice to see. So, I just see that was why I give it the Holy League. That will probably be the only shot to Tim Tebow. Official, officially, we give it. I give it this year. But I wanted to say, you know. Yeah, you're not. I'm, I'm not. You are. For two yeah. Uh, but, yeah, there's our minor league minute. A little, little quick segment there. But let's do some stadium snacks. Of course. Why don't you say your snack? Because I, all I have is an add on to the snack from last week. So, okay. If you got something like that, I can jump into my add on. It's totally fine. So, I don't know if it's a snack or if it's a beer corner, but um, have you seen this? You can now drink a bat flavored beer at the stadium. I heard this, but I didn't actually read it. I just did the yeah. headlines. Someone brought this up to me. Yeah. It, it, at first, I thought I had read this, and apparently, you don't actually get bat chunks in it. Which would have been gross. But basically, it's this is more of a beer corner than it is a stadium snack. But it was sent to me by Third and Girl. Um, now, it's it's basically, for those that know, it's a little inside brewing for you. When you are getting your beer flavored, you, you let it basically marinate with wood chips. You hear about the aged beech wood that Budweiser uses. Well, Coors decided to use baseball bat remnants to basically help age their beer. And they've used, uh, I believe it's Mizuno bats to help, to help age these beers. 
And the beer itself is called the uh, the Chop Sectioner. You know, I guess for the Tomahawk gotcha. Chop. It's at it's at the Brave Stadium. Brand new stadium. Beautiful, beautiful yeah. stadium. Brave um, Stadium for the Phillies to get a lot of wins in the future. You know, hopefully this year. Um, but at SunTrust Park, it's the name of it. But it's it's made by Terrapin, which you and I are both big fan of Terrapin. Yeah, great brewery. Yeah, but. Yeah, originally I thought I'd read that, that similarly to the Dock Street Walking Dead beer, where they they aged it with a like goat brain or something, and apparently some chunks came in it. Originally I thought I had read that yeah, it sounds gross. Never had it, but I thought <laughs> like maybe like, yeah. Um, yeah, I wasn't sure if it was, that there might be like the wood chips to be edible. There was some something that I read there that like you could almost buy in, like potato chips. So it's an interesting, weird stadium snack on it. Yeah. Um, but it's more of a, it's a, kind of a combination of stadium snack and beer corner. But yeah, the, you know, we talked about the grasshoppers last week, and you said you had an add-on to so it. So in the first, I don't know, I, I might because I only got about halfway through. Due to some other reasons, I want to make sure you haven't said this. Mm-hmm. Um, did you hear that they limited the amount of grasshoppers they will sell now? No, I didn't know this. Nine hundred. No. They they receive in the first three games of the year at home. 901 grasshopper orders to the extent where they have... The demand's too high. The demand is too high. Grasshopper farmers are, but they're in trouble. So they're now going to limit the order. Are they endangered? Well, to me, to me... Is Nicole going to get really mad? uh, Maybe, but obviously they're grasshoppers. They're kind of disgusting. Uh, But I would totally try it, by the way. I would totally get the appeal. To me, now That's been the biggest right. feedback from the last episode is now, I want to try these grasshoppers. Right. So I think now it's going to be like one of those things we've been wanting to the stadium early to make sure they get their grasshoppers. Beautiful job by the Mariners. Our team yeah. may suck on the field, but they have nailed it. With Safeco, Safeco Park, Safeco Field, doing well on the revenue game. Doing well on the revenue game. Not bad. And I think it was funny, so like, they're going to have to limit the orders, which I, think, which I found to be hysterical and very amusing. That's pretty... So, um, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, that's a lot. 901 orders of grasshoppers. So you, you assume there's, what, 30 grasshoppers per, per order, right? Gee, uh, I don't know. 20? Yeah. I don't know. That's a lot of grasshoppers. Yeah. These poor grasshopper farmers are going to have a lot of work cut out for them. But anyway, I thought it was uh, an interesting add on there for uh, four stadium snacks. So, yeah, no, yeah. that's a good good follow up. Yeah. Investigative journalism. Exactly. I wish I could have said I flew uh, out to Seattle and tried him, but soon, soon. That'll happen. I Joe Sally so. really wants to fly us out uh, there. That seems like he's going to, I think he's going to pay for it. So, no. Joe, if you're listening, <laughs> get ready to pony it up for both of us. But, um, yeah, let's do a quick beer corner. I kind of did one there. Right, right. got to mention this because it oh, wasn't – We mentioned victory. We mentioned big, victory, but that, that's an, another time. Um, but Yingling, didn't mention it last week. They are now the sponsor of the Phillies. Got a big sign in left field where the Budweiser used to be. And Matt is, again, pumping his fist, not in rage, but in excitement. Yingling is the natty of the post okay? They're making it sound like it's a shitty beer. See, now, now you're disrespecting Natty. Okay, so now we're going to have a problem, okay? It doesn't taste good. Have you tried Natty oh, recently? Yes. It is sweet nectar. Sweet, sweet nectar. Natty. That's taste buds. Oh, you know what? Anyway, Yingling is the perfect beer to buy when someone says, we're having a party. What do I get? Because, you know, I don't want to buy, I don't want to drink Natty. I'm not saying Yingling's bad. I'm saying I don't want to drink Bud Light. I want a good beer. That's, I want a good beer that's easy to drink, and that's Yingling. The scroll tops, 
Always classic, always good. It's one of the, I think it is now the biggest craft brewery in the country. And it always... It's America's up, oldest brewery. And it always comes through. Always it always does. So I'm a huge fan of the game. It's a great choice by the films. Yeah, it's, it was nice going out of the game and... Disrespecting Natty. Oh, no, Natty's a great party we'll have, beer. We'll have words. We'll have words. It's a great party beer. It's a, <laughs> it's a frequent mainstay at Slip and Flip, but it's, taste-wise, it's... It tastes like college. That's what that's what it's like. But um, yeah. I mean, it was nice going down to Yang, going not Yangling, going down to the Phillies, and Yangling's readily available. You can right, buy the twenty right. the twenty four with the extra ounce, twenty five ounce cans. Oh, big deal there. That ounce gets me over the edge. You know yeah, the one ounce. It's you're really good job, beer beer distributors. Uh, but it was nice that right there we're uh, you know right on the main concourse. It's like how they have the Bud the Bud Light sled, I guess it's not a, it's not like a a, co- a coach stagecoach gets pulled by the Clydesdales. It almost looks like it's Santa's sled that Budweiser has. Right next to it, they have the Yingling Yingling stand. That's pretty great. But um, yeah, Bleacher Creatures, man, I have one, but it's not baseball related. Okay, I do have one that is baseball related. Okay. Okay, so Jason Jason Kipnis of the Indians yep. has been playing forever. With the same shin bar. Okay? Really? Well, same one. Small, white, eastern shin guard. Since he played baseball all the way back in the since he was a heck of a player. He had an issue with his. And he found that he's no longer business. So he reached out to the fans, to the bleach creatures themselves, and he found two fans that were willing to give up their old school eastern shin guards for him. The ones that he wanted. So now he's got two. Hopefully you can run for a long time. So uh, very, uh, very nice by the fans. It's always nice to see bleacher creatures as crazy as they are. Truly coming through uh, for the guy. And I love the the, the tweet out from Kidness. It's a picture of um, um, an old superhero from the movie The Incredibles where he's pointing at a gentleman and he's saying, "Thank you, random citizen, because two great Indian fans hooked up Kidness, so now he'll feel more comfortable at the plate." I feel like that's the guy from Megamind. That's Megamind. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, that's definitely the guy from Megamind. Yes, yes. Correct, correct. Definitely uh, Megamind. Tweet that out so they can see that how wrong you are. Uh, well, they need to see. It's bad radio segment. Right. But my bleacher creature, well, really, it sounds like these bleacher creatures just love, love their sport. They love their guy. And they love, they just love everything. And those are my bleacher creatures who... It's love is, is shown in many different ways. Love of, of team, love of your fellow man, love of your country. And that's what the fans in Edmonton did the other night. Game one of the Edmonton Oilers playoff series against the San Jose Sharks. Canada was missing hockey a little bit. And their fans their fans brought it when O Canada came. Now have you seen this? This video? I think so. So, you know, normally with a national anthem, they bring out someone in the corner and you know, they sing the song in the corner where the Zamboni usually comes out. At least that's how they do it at the Wells Fargo Center. But as they're doing the, te- the television broadcast, they go, oh, we're going to turn to, and I forget the guy's name, for O Canada. They turn to a guy in the fans. So, you know, right away, Bleacher Creature, he starts singing the first couple lines of O Canada, which underrated national anthem. You know, we shit on Canada a lot, and there's a lot to shit on. 
great national anthem. The Canadians have. But he sings the first line. And like Billy Joel singing Piano Man at Madison Square Garden, puts the mic up, and the fans join in. He never brings it back to his mouth. He's clearly singing the whole time. It's so cool. And within like 20 seconds, your the hair on your on your arms, chest, wherever, is just completely raised, and you're just amped up, and you can tell these people love what they do. They love their Oilers. They love their Canada. They love hockey. Oh, Oilers, baby. I picked the chomp chomp, but a, a, that was a toss-up for me. And the uh, the playoff puck. My brother's a big San Jose fan, and I can't see him happy. So yeah. Warriors, yeah. 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 But Brent um. Peyton Manning. But yeah, we can um. Yeah, we can cover the playoffs at, at you know at another time. Right. We're running out of time here. It'll be the perfect time next week. Yeah, we got. Some NBA playoffs next week. We'll talk yeah. about it. And, some, and obviously baseball, but some NBA playoffs. And yeah. NHL playoffs. Because the first series will start to end or be over. And maybe the second series will begin. Yeah, it'll be, be probably. Depending on how far a lot of them go. Right? NBA is going to be around probably, I'd imagine, game three of the of those series. Because it started today. Um, you, might, you might get some games. NHL four. is going to be late in the series. Right, which would be good. I think, I think we're yeah. going to be close to the end of the NHL. And, we're gonna we're gonna know more about where these teams stand. For example, can a Toronto Raptors rebound versus the Bucks? Can the Blackhawks rebound versus the Predators? So we'll get into that next week. But I just wanted to toss out some 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 feelers for what we're gonna talk about next week. And plus, obviously, the baseball season. Can the yeah. Backs continue. What else is their teams figure it out? Yeah, let's look ahead at the next yeah. week. Um, like Matt said, there's plenty of playoffs on. So. You know, definitely mix that in with your baseball viewing pleasure. And, you know, as, as many of you probably saw on our Instagram, I was mixing in all sorts of sports oh, yeah. in my apartment, watching some, some hockey on the TV, some hockey on the computer, some baseball on the phone, a lot of different things. I have the, the ESPN alerts going left and right, which are still blowing up right now. <laughs> um, ooh, a little overtime hockey. For those, you're, you are now know what the result was of the Maple Leafs Capitals overtime, but I'm sure it was fantastic. Well, let's look ahead. The baseball week that is, we um, on the weekday games we have a we have a few ones that, that look pretty interesting. The one I, I gotta give a nod to is a pretty cool day just in general. It's Patriots Day on Monday, and it's not named after Tom Brady. Matt, so stop salivating. It should be. But it's um, but the Red Sox, I don't know if you know this, the Boston Marathon finishes up. Red Sox play at 11, which is always pretty cool. Um, Stephen Wright's scheduled to be on the mound. They're playing the Rays. So, you know, not the best team to be playing, but should be a win. Uh, that, that would be my pick of a series to look out for. Maybe the interleague matchup of Miami at in Seattle. That should be exciting. Matt, what do you think? For the weekend? Well, I would like to see Seattle bounce back against a, a Miami team. Um, how about the Indians versus the Twins? That's exciting. Yeah, a good, a good early season team. Only this because is, we're trying to see where the Twins are for real or not. This, right? is, this is the Texas A&M Tennessee game yeah. in early October yeah. for college football fans. Um, <laughs> that's a good that's a good. Yeah. Idea. No, no, no. Like, you know, nobody knew if any te- either team was legit. Right. They could both be great. They could both be yeah. Right. And you'll probably see the Tennessee 
fall in a close series. That being the the twin, that wasn't that game in in Tennessee too. I don't, I don't remember. No, no, no. Texas A&M, Tennessee. I, was, I think it was I in was Tennessee. I was thinking of the Vatek game in the NASCAR. Uh, yeah, yeah, the NASCAR right. thing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you know, I, I but yeah, um, let's look at the weekend. Yeah, Matt's pointing in, at right immediately at the Red Sox Orioles series. Right, and I think the Red Sox were playing. They're going to be the name team, and, and the Orioles obviously started out really, really hot. The Oilers, Lander Sport, Matt. I'm sorry, my mind's on Orioles, sport. the bird, yeah. not whatever the heck the Oriole. Ori- oh, wow, you know what we're done with that? That comment. Yeah. How about watching it at New York? I was gonna say that. Yeah, at least right there. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's gonna be anytime it's on. It's on. It's on national TV on MLB Network for those that have it. It's scheduled to be Roark and Degrom. So just a star-studded. How are almost four thousand seats available? City Field, step your game up. These are the stuff of the no, staff yeah, that are on ESPN. Yeah, of course. Um, the one that I that I think though that I really want to watch is San Francisco and Colorado. That's a it's an intriguing series, scheduled to be Cueto versus Chatwood. It'll be interesting to see how Cueto does in a stadium like Coors Field. Of course. And one of the things San Francisco is coming off like they wanted to yeah. suffer a little bit. So it would be nice if they can put maybe put the put the hammer down on the Rockies. I know it's happening in Colorado, but if they can quiet some of the doubters early on. I'm not that they're terrible. They're, they're, they're actually in the last division. They have a zero, literally a zero run differential. So we're going to see the Navy do a little bit and uh, figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. Or the Rockies could sweep them and we could have a whole new division. You know That'd be pretty I cool. I know it's April. You can't, you can't win a, a pennant in April. Well, especially the NL West. You can lose in April, though, right? There's an interesting article on The Ringer by uh, by Michael Bauman. who's a Philly guy. Shout out to The Ringer for hiring a lot of Philadelphia people. But um, <laughs> They know what's best. Yeah, they do. Bill, Bill Simmons who didn't realize it. He's talked about that before, but he's hired a lot of Philly people. So thank you, Bill. Um, hopefully Seattle takes advantage of Oakland uh, next week in Oakland. Uh, not like the Raiders have taken advantage of Oakland, but similarly. Um, but that's another one to look out for. But I think that's that's it's probably going to do it for Matt. Do you have any other any other thoughts, any other stories you want to – a little story time? No, no. I, got, I got nothing on my mind. We talked about a lot. Yeah, we got a lot and, uh, done. It's a good return. Right, and we'll have a lot more coming next weekend as well. Absolutely, um, yeah. So potentially, there's an outside chance I'll be able to join you next weekend. Yeah, uh, just too busy. Work. We'll get yeah, too busy doing some too busy hard work, you know. Hard work. But what am regardless, I? Regardless, our captain will be here. Jimmy <laughs> will guide you for another week. Great week of baseball, and whether I'm here or not, he will give you some of his excellent insight on what's going on, not only in baseball, but. Hopefully in hockey and a little basketball as well. Should be a great week of sports again. We're kind of great week. Wrapped up in these playoffs. We're getting it's championship up. season. All right. And NBC's giving us those commercials I again. Want, I want to go ahead and push something way far ahead. In a few weeks from now, NFL draft in Philly on the Art Museum steps. They're already they built a lot. They're of already it. built a lot. Of yeah, they so built a lot this, of it. I've had to change my running route because of this. <laughs> so thank you, Goodell. Yeah, Fire bit, Goodell because he changed my running route. A little bit of a lull for a couple weeks before, but now we're starting to get back to the swing of sports. So. And we're in the action. I'm pretty excited about it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, of course. But, yeah, yeah I mean, that's, that's going to do it for us here on Episode 8. As always, please like, share, subscribe to the podcast. We are on iTunes. Yes, big, big news there. But, uh, yeah, check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Twitter. Check us out on Instagram. 
at Thunderblog. It's Thunder B L G, no O in the blog. Thunderblig, as I like to call it. But yeah, I mean that's that's gonna do it for us tonight from Addy D live from Casa de Stefano. This is the G Man Jordy Cannell saying goodnight. Everybody have a happy Easter. You probably did already, and a great week.